Welcome, everybody. My name is Pav Bryan. I'm co-founder and performance director here at Spokes, and you're listening to Bespoked, the individual's training podcast. I am with uh, Coach Itor again today, and uh, we are going to be talking about how to integrate a plant-based or vegan diet into a cyclist or endurance athlete's training and nutritional regime. Itor, how are you doing? Hi, Pav. I'm fine. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. Um, so for those who uh, are who haven't heard any of our other podcasts, could you give everybody a very brief um, introduction to yourself and uh, how long you've been a vegan athlete and what you're training and sort of cycling or even now we know obviously you've gone into triathlon. Tell us a little bit about how that's worked for you. So basically I started cycling about 10 years ago and competitively and I've been racing since then and this year I I just stopped to to switch to triathlon and I just started coaching with with you about a couple of years ago or so and I just started a vegan diet when I was seventeen I think. So it's already three and a half years and with some ups and downs, with some things learned and and with something to share here. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, likewise, my my experience with a vegan diet is uh, a little less successful than yours. Uh, I uh, I always love the idea of being more plant based. Um, totally buy into that and uh, how that works. Getting all of your sort of micro phytonutrients and really um, getting as much as much vegetables and plants into your diet as possible. I really agree with that, and I think that that's a, an excellent thing. But my experience was a little less, a uh, little less successful, as I said. And I basically, I, I ended up getting a little bit, a little bit run down. Uh, probably couldn't figure out the protein as well as possible. But I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll come back to that later on, and uh, you can give me your thoughts on why it wasn't successful for me, because I know you've given me some some of your ideas before. But let's let's move on. So we're both we're both very, very much agreeing on most points about the vegan diet but why would why for, for our listeners why uh, if they're if they're not thinking about a vegan diet why might they consider it okay so i think that there are like three main main reasons to go vegan or at least plant-based the first one which is the most common one is because of the animals so to end up their suffering and, and all that which i mean it's an ethical decision and i think that Nowadays, we can say that to kill animals or not is better or worse, but it's a decision that is completely respectable, and if people want to treat animals in a different way, not kill them, and, and that it's, it's good for the animals, but that's an ethical reason that I don't want to go very, very deep today because I want to focus more on, on the health aspect, the, the sport, and all that. Yeah, I mean, so just to just then, to kind yeah. of kind of elaborate on that. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I mean, I have I have no problem with people eating meat at all. Even when I was a vegan, I wasn't I wasn't pushing that on people. And um, and I what I can't stand is when when I used to live in Sacramento, which for people who don't know, that's Northern California. I now live in Southern California, and um, a lot of the time, either you're riding around Sacramento, or if you drive from sort of Sacramento down uh, in I five Interstate five, uh, you you go past quite a lot of sort of sort of cattle ranches and i use ranches really loosely because um some of some of the the conditions in which cows or cattle are kept are, is is rather rather shocking really i mean they they can be in like a what is essentially like a little plastic shed with 
very little room to move and then they're fed in a in a sort of automatic trough sort of area and while I'm again I'm not I'm not shaming anyone for eating meat by saying this I would I would sort of suggest that people would like really look into the way their meat is is raised yeah exactly I'm I agree with that I don't want to to push some ethics or something but it's true that most of the of the animals are treated quite in a severe way and I think that at least being mindful about that and knowing when you buy a product that that's behind all that is it's an important thing and then after that reason I think that another very very important reason is ecology because animals and livestock livestock is one of the biggest pollutants in the world so cutting up the meat maybe not completely getting it off or consuming a bit but cutting down and being mindful about that can have very big a very big impact and then the last reason at least the the main ones is health because it's pretty clear that fruits vegetables whole grains legumes are in general the food groups that are considered healthy and it's not not because some people think that, but because there is quite some data, quite quite a long, long research showing that vegetables, fruit help with with health, help with with lifespan, and so I think that maybe it's not needed to be 100% plant-based or vegan, but having the the main part of the diet and a big, big amount of veggies and fruits, especially, is, is an important thing. And, I mean, there are people, there is research where people are reversing heart disease with with, uh, 100% whole food plant-based diet. So I think that for some some people, that's a good good thing to do. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, there's a lot of uh, great... Uh, both both anecdotal and sort of scientific evidence to suggest that a plant-based diet will actually completely change your uh, change your health and I mean I what I'll do is I'll, I will link back to one of our blogs on on Spokes website spokes.fit forward slash blog um, but there is uh, there's there's studies about the nutrient density in in plants such as uh, broccoli and and I think main one was broccoli where they tested the amount of like phytonutrients or chemicals that are contained within the broccoli uh, over the period of about 50 60 years which is the the period at which we've really revolutionized our farming in, or agricultural industry from being all organic and like all local to being mass produced very cheaply and forgetting about arable farming which for people who don't know about arable that's periodically leaving your your uh, soil to regenerate and uh, so not growing anything in it for a year or so and uh, and and the, the actual drop in the density of the nutrition or the nutrients is is staggering i'll try as i say i will link back to the scientific paper that proves this um and it just it just goes to show that even even if you're not considering being uh, a vegan or a vegetarian or or if you're not going to give up meat, but actually you do need to start considering to increase the amount of fruit and vegetables in your diet. 
because five a day is probably just not enough anymore. Uh, five a day yeah. is something that we've had for too many years now. Um, and just because of modern mar- modern farming techniques, it's it's redundant. It's over. And I don't even think it's seven. I think we'd probably be talking double digits and uh, portion size. That is obviously portions being the size of your fist. So, I mean, that it, it, that's crazy. So, uh, I mean... Let's continue the discussion and talk about, we're sort of on the subject of nutrients. Um, What would your advice be to somebody who is looking to uh, take on what we're telling right now, what we're saying right now about eating more plants? They go out to their supermarket. What should they be looking to buy? Basically, the the main thing is look for the produce. So, I mean, we can go to very specific things, look at each nutrient, what things can can be dangerous, but to have a a big idea, a framework. The main thing has to be a whole food, so no processed food, limiting any sugar, uh, syrups, uh, refined grains, and all that, oils also. I think that it's not good to have a lot of them because they are very, very dense in calories and have very little nutrients. So basically, focusing on veggies, fruits, whole grains, legumes, some nuts and seeds. I think that having that in mind, trying to reduce as much as possible anything that is processed is the most important thing. Yeah, I absolutely agree. So we're trying to, we're kind of suggesting really that we what we want to do is buy stuff that isn't or doesn't really come in a, in a packet. That's the, the key there exactly. really, isn't it? It's, the ingredient list should pretty much be just what is actually in there. Exactly. So if you're buying like a bag of apples, yes, that's fine. It comes in a bag. Obviously, we, long term, we don't want that bag to be plastic. But, but for yeah. now, we're going to have to stick with that. Um, an apple in a bag is fine, but actually apple sauce, which is in a, a, a tin, which has probably got all kinds of other stuff like sugar and maybe salt and chemicals, preservatives in it, is, is not fine. Um, and we want to reduce that. Uh, and so we really want to encourage um, encourage really that kind of raw whole food um, sort of diet that we're talking about. And I mean, do you buy into the eat the rainbow sort of advice? Yeah, for sure. Because touching in the point that you you mentioned, I was talking with a with a cyclist that I work with, and I said exactly that. If you buy something that comes in a package and you uh, uh, look at the ingredients, if it has more than one or at most two or three, stay stay away of that because probably most of the things are processed or have things that that you are not wanting to have, and then. Eating the rainbow, I mean, it's pretty pretty clear that different uh, colors of different pigments have different kind of nutrients, and the most varied, but within a whole food diet we can eat, we we will get more more nutrients, more more varied nutrients, and more more nutrition, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 too there's too much to kind of include in one podcast, and it'd get a bit boring if we started talking about yeah. all the phytochemicals that are included in yeah. in uh, in, your, in your, your your sort of fruit and vegetables. But but to to really make it simple, just eat eat the colours of the rainbow, eat as many different colours as possible. And and, and I get I guess you're probably you're probably agreeing with me. On this buy local is that what you would say? Organic's great, but local is better. Yeah, I think so because. If we if we take into account one of the one of the reasons that that I mentioned is is being ecologically mindful and, and having things that come from very far away from a different climate 
using a ton of of fuel basically is not gonna be as good for the season and for where we are and as good for the planet also because of all the pollution and all that stuff. But I think that also it's important to consider that some people have very limited resources. They yeah. don't have much money, so buying organic, buying local can be can be expensive, but not because we can have the perfect thing. We can have organic, we can have local. We should stop buying buying veggies. So if we can local, if it's possible organic because it's safer, but if we can't because we don't have money for that, I think that even if it has pesticides, it's better to have a, a, a piece of broccoli or an apple than not having it. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a couple of points on that. I mean, first of all, I've read a lot of um, sort of studies that say that you, if you are unfortunate enough to, to sort of not be able to uh, get, and it's probably more about resourcing, actually getting organic vegetables. I know, especially in America over here, we have we have what's called like food deserts, um, like inner cities where it's really hard to get fruit and vegetables in a city because it's just like people don't buy it. So they don't ship it in or there's high crime and stuff like that. And it's People can't afford like apples and stuff like that. So, people that are listening that might uh, that are concerned that they're getting pesticides in their produce. Um, I mean, do you? Or we, we've always been taught that you, if you uh, if you sort of bathe your uh, produce in a sort of uh, apple cider vinegar solution before, like obviously get, you get you get it out, you get it home, open it up, you sort of put it in like a little wash, clean it all off, a little bit of apple cider vinegar, and that's supposed to help draw out some of the pesticides, and then obviously give it a rinse off again and put it in your bowl to eat later and uh and that's one of the one of the ways in which you can reduce that the possibility of uh, of that happening but to kind of circle back around a little bit more and talk about the yeah the 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 locality of it the reason the reason why i would suggest that local is better is well first of all you are correct yeah we don't we don't want to be having a massive carbon footprint for bringing in our bananas or anything like that but if we if we take a banana for an example what color does that banana reach the supermarket and it reaches it in a in a green state a green state and what color is the banana when it has the most amount of nutrients I mean, it's yellow obviously but if yeah. we take the banana off of the tree too early it's never going to reach the peak in which it has the most nutrients so from a point of view that if you want to get the most uh nutrient dense vegetables you do need to get it from a source which is very close to you uh, and that's why sort of buying that local support your local farmer at the end of the day um it is better so um let's let's it's talk a great a li- yeah i think i think it's really it's really outside the box i mean we talk i follow a lot of sort of vegan athletes cooks and chefs and and they all have very good points but i think sometimes we do miss that actually yeah there's like that there's an underlying science to why that why we need to be thinking about buying buying our food and we are that is also consuming frozen veggies and fruits because as they will be as they freeze them they they can pick them lately um there is some studies that show that actually frozen frozen veggies can have more nutrients than than fresh ones because they are picked so early and and they they are not allowed to to develop all the all the nutrients and yeah, I completely agree. That, it's a very good point to raise, Ito, is that the people that are listening to this who might be saying, oh, I can't afford to, to spend all that money on um, fresh fruits and vegetables is actually, yeah, do check the frozen aisle because 
we we do that here we always buy our, our fruit well not all of our fruit but a lot of our fruit frozen because for the for, for the first reason it, it keeps longer but also actually we quite like the taste when we make a smoothie is that we put frozen yeah. fruit in it and it makes it cools it down and makes it a little bit thicker so uh yeah great point there um let's i want to move on and let's talk about supplements so any, anybody who is um listening to this who is like okay i want to try this out uh and uh, the, the the big the big one is really for for vegans in particular if you if you're going to be vegan you've got to get that protein right so do you do you think that you need to supplement protein uh, do you need like a, a pea or a hemp protein powder or or can they uh, people get it from just the legumes and stuff like that personally i think that protein powders are are not needed because i mean if you start eating refined products white rice and you basically focus your diet on on just a few couple of easy foods that are refined and not whole, you are missing a lot of a lot of protein because of the of the stuff that you that you take off the food. And if you don't vary it a lot of legumes, some nuts and seeds, you are missing also some protein. So I think if if you have in mind which is the how the diet should look, so lots of veggies, legumes, some nuts and seeds. Basically, you probably get most of the protein you need because doing some math, basically, that kind of diet would would look like 13-15% of protein. Um, if you are consuming like 3,000 calories, which an athlete would probably would probably consume, you are getting most of the of the of the protein you need. So, I personally don't think that. Protein powders are needed, but sometimes because of fees, because you are, I don't know, you have to take the car, you can't, you can't cook some beans because it takes some time. Maybe you cannot, but I think that if you eat lots of legumes, some nuts and seeds, and whole grains, you you will get plenty of protein and and the protein you need. Basically, these days, uh, when I have a big load of training, basically. I'm trying to do the opposite because I want to limit a bit because I'm getting, I don't know, 130 grams of protein or so, and that will limit how much carbohydrates I can eat. So I think that up to in a normal diet with 3,000 calories in the case of an athlete, plenty of protein can be get from, from whole foods, and, and I think that it's not needed to have a protein powder. That's excellent. So the the sort of thirty forty pounds that everybody saves a month on that can be put to uh, put to fresh vegetables and uh, and exactly. use because and I totally agree. I mean, I I do I do use a protein powder, but that's mainly for convenience. I do like a, I do like a smoothie. I kind of quite like that. But um, I guess what we for people who like I mean, my biggest problem, as you well know, is that I when I went vegan, I my stomach really struggled to um, digest legumes really badly. Like I was having some real bad cramps and, and and stuff like that. So, what would you what would you suggest would be the the sort of answer to that? Yeah. So, the transition has to be a bit slow because if you come from a diet that has almost no fiber, with lots of processed food, uh, animal products, and all of the sudden you're eating two meals a day with legumes, nuts, whole grains. You pr- you probably won't have the, the gut microbiome to to process all that all that fiber. So I start slowly, have some some nuts, uh, have some legumes, maybe 
add a couple of tables on if that's enough and then start slowly increasing increasing and increasing and in those first stages yes maybe it's helpful to have some protein powder or fake meats and all that stuff yeah. but always because you can't uh, digest so many so many legumes but always having in mind that the goal is to go more towards the whole foods towards the legumes the nuts and seeds and trying to limit a bit the processed fake meats or powders and all that stuff so taking it little by little and increasing slowly yeah, absolutely. So I think the key takeaway here is to somebody who is um, listening to this and they're kind of like, be, be honest and uh, objective about your diet. Really look yeah. at how where you are right now and sort of say, okay, well, I eat quite a lot of processed foods or I eat not a lot of processed foods. And I'm not going to say bad because I don't want to label eating processed foods as, as a bad yeah. diet, but how far you are in terms of eating that kind of diet and if you want to go into sort of that whole food or uh, vegan plant-based diet, the transition between uh, between each end, if you consider it a spectrum where on, let's say far right is vegan and far left is uh, high processed foods, lots of sugars and stuff like that, the, the, the bigger you are from that, the slower that you need to take it. It's not really a, a cold turkey kind of jump really consider it as a a structured progression like i to you're saying i think that's a really good point for people listening to that can take away and, try. and also so, i think that to digest better the the legumes it's important if you buy if you buy them dry to to soak them have them one day or so soaking and then cooking them quite well so a tip that i heard was to if you put a, a bean in your mouth and push it with your tongue to the upper side of the mouth, and if you can just break it uh, doing that, it's well cooked. If you can't break it with your tongue, it's a bit uncooked. So soaking them overnight or even one day, then cooking and sometimes adding a bit of seaweed can can help also with the with the digestion. Fantastic. Good couple of tips there. That's perfect. Um, let's quickly talk about, just as we were on the subject of supplements, um, making sure that you're getting enough amino acids or, or maybe it's not enough, but it's all of them. Uh, obviously, that's it, it can be an issue for some people who are uh, vegan in particular, um, making sure that they get enough uh, of that in their diet. What would your advice be about that? So, I mean, I hear a lot that... Uh... Many plant foods are not complete proteins and all that, but all plant foods have all amino acids, but obviously they have them in lower amounts, or maybe one amino acid is lower than than the rest, so it's not so so complete. And there was the idea to to mix all different amino acids in the same meal to have a complete amino acid profile. So if one there is in one food, but not as much as the others adding another food that has uh, more of that uh, special amino acid. But uh, nowadays, we basically know that in the context of one day, you have all the essential amino acids. You won't need to, to focus on uh, at every meal having all of them in a perfect balance. So I think that if you have a, if you eat a varied diet with whole grains, legumes, 
nuts and seeds, you will basically have a, a good balance of amino acids and and most of what you need. And then there are the non-essential amino acids like betalanine and and different amino acids that are used uh, a bit in sport. And there is a point to consuming some betalanine for uh, for vegan athletes because they have lower lower amounts in the in the muscle because uh, meat has so if you are in explosive sport like you are a try a track cyclist or you're a sprinter or something maybe adding some betalanine each day can can help you but the the essential amino acids are if you have a balanced a balanced diet they will they will get enough Fantastic. And I think actually on that subject as well, I think the latest science, it does support the, the fact that your body, your body knows what to do with this, these uh, like uh, amino acids and elements and, and especially protein. It's one of those, one of the things that we always were always told is eat whatever the sport was. It was like consume that protein filled meal within 30 to 45 minutes of you training. And I think actually there's a lot more science to suggest nowadays that as long as you are eating adequate amounts of protein, throughout the day that that's actually quite it's unnecessary and if anything it can be too much if you uh, there's uh, we get told and we get told by a lot of sports like sports products or sport manufacturers that uh, um, that you need to eat a lot of protein and I, I think that actually there's a we just need to look past the marketing and actually see for what it is and that's our bodies are incredibly complicated and, and while uh, while sometimes that can be fragile is that actually as long as you treat it well enough it's uh, they, they know what to do um, so I don't think that there's much need to be sort of guzzling a, a protein filled shake right after you finish training as long as you haven't been sort of starving yourself or uh, or like you've it, again if you if you've been out riding for maybe eight or ten hours then perhaps yeah. because you've probably not eaten you've yeah. probably not eaten a meal while you're out you might have done but uh, but certainly if you've just done an hour on the turbo and you, even if you've done some intervals or you've been to the gym or something like that, I don't think that uh, it's absolutely necessary. But again, no, we come back to convenience and sometimes like I, I'll be the first to hold my hands up and say, yeah, I like to have a shake or a smoothie sometimes. So I, I, I will do that after the gym, but only as part of my daily nutrition. It's not no longer something where I'm like, oh, yeah, I've worked out I need to have a shake and I think that that ties in well with what you're saying about our body not needing to have complete proteins or com or a complete spectrum of all the amino acids or all the essential amino acids uh, at every meal as long as we get them in the right quantities throughout the day so so but again I, oh, yeah. yeah I have to mention that it's true that plant proteins are are less uh, absorbable by by the body so if you are consuming a plant-based diet you should consider taking like 10% more of protein or a bit less because it's the absorption rate is a bit lower. So that's something that, that is true and that is, it has to be considered. So okay. yeah, go on. Perfect. So let's talk about the, the costs uh, in terms of uh, being on a plant-based diet. It, obviously, it's more expensive. What are what are some solutions? What can we tell people who are listening to this that can help uh, help with their relieve their concerns about having to spend a lot more money on on fruits and veg? Okay, so fruits and veggies usually are they are not as cheap as as we would like to be. But if you do some tricks like we said, like uh, buying frozen, you can get it a bit cheaper. 
and they will last longer so you won't have to be all the time buying buying stuff also buying bugs trying to to meet the the local farmers as you said if you go every day to the local market and you get fruit or every day or every week i mean you will get to to know them they will probably give you some some stuff cheaper and and basically trying to to find the cheapest way to consume it that that you can afford if you can afford organic and local and all that stuff is perfect but if you have some issues trying to, to buy frozen trying to to buy basically the the more more cheap more cheap fruits and veggies and then concerning legumes whole grains if you buy a can of, of already cooked beans it's not that expensive but if you go for uh, for a, a bag of dry beans and you cook them yourself I mean they are really really cheap and you can do a lot of them with spending little money and if you go and buy all the fake meat the vegan cheese or all that stuff things get pricey but if you go to the basic stuff to produce frozen produce even uh, dry legumes whole grains you can get it not really cheap like a like a bag of white rice but it's not that expensive so trying to cook it yourself trying to to look those frozen things can can make it easier yeah absolutely i I totally echo your points there we've uh uh, just you've got to you've got to search for those stores i mean in the us we're we're a bit more blessed i think in terms of where you can get uh you can find um stores that sell things in bulk so you can go and get your legumes like all dry and you can you can weigh it out and, and and sort of take it away like that and do that with like all of your grains all of your as i say beans and and pulses um and you like i love that about finding your local like your, your local farmers uh, market and making friends with them and uh and just seeing what they did because i mean at the end of the day there's there's a lot of crazy rules around um what farmers or what stores can sell like it has to look good it has to have the certain amount of size or it, and, and things like this which is which is a little bit crazy but the, the farmers still have these produce uh, so they want to get rid of it you've just got to find it you've got to spend a bit more time to sort of do yeah, that sure. and i know that over here we have a uh, we have a great delivery service service called imperfect produce and uh, basically what they do is they do exactly that they they got hold of all the farmers and it typically that's california in mexico because obviously we're very close to the, the border with mexico where we are here and um and they find all of the produce which isn't quite good enough to go into the stores and then they sell it uh, uh they sell it on and they deliver it every week and actually the price is on most of the time is on par with the store um or a little bit cheaper and uh and and, and it's very good quality it just it sometimes has it looks a bit funny and that's it <laughs> and so and it's great it also saves me having to go to the store on a weekly basis so we get we get quite a lot like that so i would um i don't know if there's anything in europe or in the uk that does that yet maybe Maybe there's someone out there listening to this that wants to start that. But uh, certainly there are ways to do this. And I, I would like to add one more other thing to those. And it's it's it's, it's something that has a considerable, it can be a considerable initial outlay, but growing your... Um, growing your own uh, uh food is 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 perfect if you've got if you've got a garden or you could hire an allotment then you can do most of this and you yeah. can yeah. considerably cut down your costs by doing that and 
for the people who are who are like oh i haven't got time to do the garden or i haven't got enough space then ha- have a look at like aeroponics hydroponics uh, and, and look at look at those setups we we have a uh, we have a, a tower garden here at our house and that's something that i know yeah. is is bigger in uh in, in america i don't think they released them in the uk or the uh, europe yet but but they work with no soil so you basically it drip feeds water on, on a cycle uh, uses far mm. less far less water uh, and it grows at a considerably faster rate than in typical soil with, with very little very little room very little maintenance and i can tell you something the produce that comes off of it tastes great and like i say the only thing that you need to uh that is a, a little bit of a downside to that is that actually you do need to spend uh, uh, a bit of money to, to buy it in the first place but depending on where you get it you could probably make payments on that or if you've got a credit card and you can get a 0% interest um for 12 18 months then you could do that and actually what you what you're doing is you're considerably reducing your weekly outgoings on fruit and veg while actually improving your diet greatly because you're solving a lot of the problems that you and i have talked about earlier i in that you want to pick it when it's at the peak of its uh, nutrient yeah, density and if you grow it yourself you're going to do that because you're going to you're going to pull it off and you're not going to have any worries about pollutants getting in there because you can you can monitor the water that you use and there's no soil so there's no soil uh, contaminates in the soil so uh, i would i would recommend that people who uh, who are uh, considering this strongly take a look at that and uh, uh, something like that. Yeah, it really uh, is a great way. And, and also, there are things that are really, really easy to, to grow yourself. I mean, maybe there are things that are quite tricky, but I mean, you can even do mushrooms inside your house. You don't need anything, or you can do some tomatoes or some kale. Or, I mean, yeah, as, as you say, there are things that can be can be homemade and really yeah absolutely yeah i think that that's that's the way to kind of really um really look at it outside the box uh it doesn't have to be if you're going to change your diet you don't have to change you if you're going to change your diet you can change the way you actually like operate in terms of you don't need to necessarily have to go to the store and do all of these things you can think about going to the farmer's market once a week on make it a family activity you could consider like looking and getting stuff delivered or you consider growing it yourself it, it diet diets work best when they're a lifestyle change and that and i think for some people who are out there are looking at like thinking that they want to try being a plant-based or vegan because they want to athletic performance they want quicker recovery higher energy or they want um to just feel better then don't consider this a diet change consider it a lifestyle change and what that might come with is that you are going to change some of your uh, normal habits as well so uh, i completely agree i just want to touch on one little point that you kind of raised beforehand what would you your tips be for people who are traveling because it, it, first of all you can't take you can't take too much in terms of fruits vegetables uh, and uh, seeds or nuts and anything like that across a border even in the united states you're not supposed to take much across uh, borders we have in california whenever you come into california they they do stop you and ask you if you've got anything in there especially kind vegas what would your top advice be for that item i think that if you go somewhere to to an hotel or somewhere that there is electricity uh, a very good way to to make sure that you get what what you need or what you want to have is bringing a little rice cooker and you can do basically anything you want there you can do beans you can do quinoa, you can do rice, obviously, and you can do you can prepare basically any food that you want in a very little rice cooker in the in the hotel, and 
and then you can buy some rice there or you can buy some I don't know some pasta whole grain pasta some some legumes some chickpeas or anything and you can basically cook it cook it yourself and if that's a bit of a hassle and you don't want to do all that you can also try to try to go to a restaurant and if you have already already t- uh, called to to take the place talk to to the people and say hey i i don't want to to be a to be a pain or anything but would you mind if when i go you serve me just some rice with a few veggies and i don't want you to to i don't want to cause any problem but basically just giving me some rice with a few veggies and a few beans if you have and and most of the times you will you will get uh someone that that agrees with that and when you go there you without telling other people if you don't want to 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 cause any attention or or so and you you go there you you tell the the guy that you called for that and they they will give you some some basic food but really good really good yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that uh, gone are the days where you get looked at funny when you go into a restaurant yeah. and you ask for something like that. Yeah, I used to get concerned when I went into a restaurant because I, I, have, a, I have a quite unique diet. I'm sure there are people out there with worse situations than I am, but I can't have anything with gluten, dairy or nuts in it uh, for ver- various reasons that I either go from having either a sore stomach to a, an eczema breakout or death with nuts. Um, so I have to be incredibly careful when I go to a new restaurant and especially when it's in, I'm in a country where I don't speak the language. that um, can be quite, quite intimidating uh, or concerning. Um, but actually the, the thing is that the, every year that goes past I go on a holiday and it actually seems to get a lot easier most most places uh, are very accommodating um, and especially yeah. with like I, I have a lot of friends who are on that or clients that are on the keto diet as well which I think we'll cover in a different podcast but uh, um, it, they they are very much that, that's quite I don't want to say restrictive but that's got a, its own set of sort of uh, rules which uh, make also eating out in a restaurant can be quite problematic so uh, but we, I've been out to eat with them, and actually, yeah, all you have to do is you have to talk to the talk to the sort of restaurant owners or the waiters, and uh, and most most of the time, everybody's really accommodating yeah. um, uh, to that. So whether you, whether I mean, whether you've got like allergies, intolerances, whether you're vegan, keto, or whatever, it is just kind of about putting your own concerns aside and just asking the question. I'm calling ahead and and being polite and saying that you don't want to cause any problem, and if if it's good to to have that and and if you are polite and you call ahead because maybe sometimes if you if you go there and in the moment you say that maybe it's a bit shocking and you're not prepared or so but if you call ahead and say it and basically say say it well being polite they won't have any problem absolutely totally agree so that key tip there call ahead uh, and prepare and yeah like, like yes. it's, it's a very good point because whenever i go to a hotel and i know that i'm going to be eating in the hotel i always tell them in advance and uh, and they can prepare for that so that's fantastic man i think this is a this has been an incredible uh, insight and i've taken away some really good thoughts about um, how to implement a vegan diet and be successful as uh, an athlete and uh, even as uh, even just a sort of day-to-day role there and uh, so we'll we'll leave it there i'd like to thank you Ito. it's been okay. an absolute pleasure again to have you on uh, bespoke the cycling uh, or training podcast 
and uh, we will get you back on again soon. Um, everybody, thank you for listening. And you can find more information on the Spokes website, which is spokes.fit. And uh, I saw very kindly wrote a blog post as well to go with this uh, podcast. Uh, you can find that on the Spokes blog. So thank you very much, I uh, We thank will speak both. again soon and uh, have a great rest of your day. Bye.